Hello and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make crypto mainstream. This episode also brought to us by the Cryptocurrent Conference, going to be held in New Orleans in spring of 2020. Uh, more details to come about that. Stay tuned as more details emerge. So today's episode really took a deep dive into technical analysis again, brought on a special guest speaker, Mr. Tim Pace. Now, not to give too much away of his story, but Tim Pace is a guy that basically self-educated, seeked the information he needed, and now is, is a very well-known name in the space as far as uh, the charts that he puts, his technical analysis charts that he posts on TradingView. So let's switch over and hear from Mr. Tim Pace. All right. So today we have a special guest on our show today. I'd like to welcome Tim Pace. Uh, Tim Pace is, uh, met Tim Pace in a Facebook crypto group. Uh, we've followed each other for a little while now. And, and Tim uh, has got, you know, actually gained quite a good following on TradingView. Uh, his following, his name on there is Heisenberg BTC, and uh, Tim, you know, I, let's start out, man. I want to thank you for joining joining today, so we can uh, talk a little bit about crypto. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, Wayne. I'm always happy to chat with you, bud. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, your story's intriguing me. We were talking about this offline, and many, many people think that someone has to be, you know, maybe have have some experience or or an expert in trading. Uh, whether it's prior to crypto or whatever, but uh, I know your journey is a little different into crypto. So uh, tell me, how did you get into cryptocurrency? And then uh, we'll follow that up. We'll, we'll talk about how you got into technical analysis. Well, whenever I was in, the reason why I got into Bitcoin was I, I don't really understand. I don't really even know why. I was walking by a Bitcoin ATM at a mall one day, and I just read about Bitcoin on uh, Facebook probably about a day or two before that. And it, it piqued my interest. I'm a libertarian. So I was like, I wonder what this Bitcoin's all about. And, you know, I start seeing people saying, you know, Bitcoin's going up, Bitcoin's going up. And this was in November of 2017. And I start thinking, well, uh, one of my coworkers was talking about it too. So I said, you know what, maybe I ought to get in on this because I, I happened to stumble onto that Bitcoin ATM. So I threw like a hundred dollars in there or something. And, uh, you know, I just, and it, that wasn't the last time I invested that I invested a few more times before I hit the peak, but it was just fun to watch that go from, you know, what, what little I invested just, uh, explode. And I, it was the first time I have invested in anything. And after that, it was like a drug. I was hooked. So I was like, even through the whole bear market, you know, I was really, uh, gung ho about alts and stuff like that. And I did a lot of coin reviews during the entire bear market uh you know i lost a lot of money at the start because i invested in a bunch of alts and they lost a lot of value and uh you know it's just uh i've done over 100 coin reviews uh over that entire uh, bear market so i learned a lot about these alts and stuff like that and it's just been a really cool journey because some of these alts have a lot to offer and people don't realize that but at the end of the day uh I learned a lot about these all set, uh, you know, that's wrong too. Some of these alts have really bad, uh, really bad, uh, business models. I don't think smart people are running the show. So, uh, from all the altcoin reviews I've done, 
it's just amazing to see them squander so much money. This, this industry is budding though. So, you know, there's a lot going on that I don't know behind the scenes because I don't run these coins, but uh, it's just, uh, I've fallen back on Bitcoin now because I mean, you could just look, the dominance is high right now. It's an exciting time to be in cryptocurrency in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's kind of funny you mentioned that. My first experience with Bitcoin was uh, was at a Bitcoin ATM as well. And it, it's kind of interesting how you get drawn in after you actually hold it in your wallet, right? After you, you've got some, right? So it's not just this internet money you've heard about. It's you actually own something. And yeah. uh, kind of intrigues you to learn more about it. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I was really uh, – when I started getting into it, I wasn't in the crypto groups or anything. I just held my Bitcoin quietly. And, you know, I don't even think I got into crypto coin trader until after the peak and it started falling. So, you know, whenever I got in, I see all these groups where people are pretty bitter, it seemed like, because, of the you know, they thought it was going to go up forever. A lot of people did. And uh, it was just, uh, I don't know what, it, it just, I felt like uh, there was more to this than just that peak. A lot of people I saw, they abandoned the, the space and I saw them show back up when we hit about 10,000, you know, a few months back. So it's like, man, I saw that person. I remember seeing that person whenever we were up really high and then they disappeared and came back. So, you know, that's what's going to be is, in my opinion, is crypto is just going to be people that join it when it's hot, you know, FOMO in when it starts going up and then, sell and get out and you know that's what investing is all about really is making some money but uh you know some of us are a little more devoted to the space than others and i would say that's like people like me and you wayne you know that actually care about the space more than just making money so you know it's a uh, it's i've learned a lot about this space and i was i've never been a technical guy but cryptocurrency really speaks to me not in just because it's technical but it's a it's like a declaration to your government that you're not going to be the only ones that control the money. We have some control over this, you know, and Bitcoin's a perfect example of that. I think it's very important to have an alternative to the U S dollar. Yeah. Alternative to the dollar and alternative to debt, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, uh, Bitcoin is, a uh, there's a, it's a beautiful example of, uh, you know, how, the cypherpunks were trying forever to make, uh, to eliminate double spending and Bitcoin did that. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just an impressive feat and people don't really get that yet. Uh, a lot of people I deal with, they don't even understand Bitcoin one bit. So it's kind of like all my friends and stuff. know I mess with it, but it's kind of a taboo subject almost because I don't want to come off sounding like I'm trying to sell them something. You know what I mean? But, uh, when they ask me about it, I'm more than willing to talk to them about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's kind of similar, you know, our stories, when you look at 2018, you said you spent a lot of time doing coin reviews and maybe I'll pick your brain towards the end of this uh, episode about a few of those, but yeah, go for uh, it. <laughs> I kind of, you know, I spent 2018 just really uh, hitting the conferences and talking to people in the space just because, you know, my belief was there that this was a solid industry it had to be more to it than the price action we were seeing in 2018 where everything was just falling. Right. So, uh, that's kind of where, you know, I built my belief and started, you know, started, uh, doing focusing on my own education, um, and, and educating others back when, when the market was falling. Cause you know, those, the, the people that wrote it out in 2018, I mean, those are the same people. Some of them may have been in for multiple cycles, but you start to realize that this is all, 
everything's cyclical, right? It's going to go up. It's going to go down. Uh, it's never going to stay still. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that, Wayne. You know, and uh, I haven't been in it too long. I haven't even invested hardly anything in my whole life. This is uh, two years ago, I'd say uh, approximately two years was my very first time investing in anything. And I've diversified a bit since then. But uh, Bitcoin was my first, you know, jump into investment. So it's been a, uh, it's kind of special to me, you know what I mean? It's kind of, uh, you know, just a, I uh, care about it, you know, and it's not just, in, like you said, it's not just about the money to us either. It's, there's a lot more to it. And uh, like, as far as liberty is concerned, and I think it's like a declaration, you know, and Bitcoin is very, uh, Bitcoin is very uh, a powerful statement. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Matrix, but one thing I like to use whenever I'm, um, if I get to use a PowerPoint when I'm speaking to a group, I always show that that picture of Neo from, uh, I mean, not Neo, Morpheus from uh, the Matrix where he's holding the blue pill and the red pill. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, I tell people, I said, if you want to understand why cryptocurrency is important, you have to understand the problems it solves. And a lot of, you know, a lot of you aren't ready to realize some of those problems, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people ignore the, uh, you know, the debt or whatever. You know, the, the, they like Henry Ford said, I, I don't know the quote exactly, but he goes, if people knew how the dollar worked, there would be a revolution tomorrow. So and that's true. People just don't understand it. And Bitcoin solves a lot of those issues. It's kind of like the gold standard almost where you have to have, you, you can't just, you know what I mean? Uh, you're not just going to print Bitcoin. That's a beautiful thing about it. Yep, yep. It's a deflationary asset, so only a limited supply and the demand's going up, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what supply and demand's all about. When there's a limited supply, the demand always goes up. You know, it's one of those things where uh, if people are willing to pay for it, then it's worth something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So let, let's jump into the next topic, man. As far as uh, you've, you've uh, amassed quite a following recently uh, with your technical analysis that you post you know, on trading view and, uh, you know, and I heard part of your story in another interview you did. So I guess, tell me how you got your start on that. How long have you been doing it? And, uh, and what's the journey been like? Well, about, uh, six to eight months ago or probably about eight months ago, I was in a chat and I not really chat, but it was just a comment box on CCT and somebody was talking about MAs or something. And I was like, what the heck is an MA? And I don't want to ask them because I've been in the space for a long time. So I'm like, I should know a little bit about technical analysis if I'm going to be in the space. I mean, most of the chat rooms, a crypto coin trader, I'm a, a mod and I don't even know how to trade, you know? And it, it made me feel kind of like I need to learn something about trading if I'm going to be a mod of a group called crypto coin trader. So, you know, I went to the trouble of learning what an MA was, which is a moving average, you know, and I learned all these little technical names and I'm still not very good with them. But uh, at the end of the day, I started looking at the charts a little bit and, you know, I started enjoying it really. I was looking at the chart, watching it more and more. And I started getting to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm starting to see patterns and stuff like that. So this is really intriguing. I want to see, I want to see if there's more to this. So I started uh, messing with the charts a little bit more and actually posting them in CCT when I would get ridiculed daily for my charts. I mean, people would really give me the third degree and I just, I didn't take it personal. I said, you know what, I'm going to take what these guys say and learn from it. 
and I'm going to say, hey, these guys told me this sucked, that I didn't do this right. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to try to do it different next time. And, you know, that's basically how I learned at the beginning, dude, just from trial and error. And then when I started getting better remarks and stuff, I started to say, you know what, I'm actually getting somewhere. So I said, what the hell, I'm going to try to pursue this a little more. And I went into, uh, you know, Todd's really popular in crypto coin traders. So I had known about his 51% crew page and I just decided, Hey, I'm going to look at some of these videos over here. And man, I remember watching one. And after I watched it, I was so excited. I was like, I have to go back to the charts right away and uh, use this newfound knowledge I have. And it's just, it was amazing. After that, I just started reading the charts differently, you know, and people really respected my analysis as I started learning more of the tools to use. And it uh, also the analysis itself is, I'm still quite humble. I, I make mistakes and I'm new. I still have a lot to learn, but uh, I try to keep my analysis to where people know I know that. I'm not trying to go out there, tell you Bitcoin's going up tonight. You know what I mean? I'm never, I'm never going to do something like that. Because I'm just afraid people are going to invest on something I said. And it's like, I don't feel like, a lot of times I don't invest on my own advice because I'm still new and I'm not 100% sure. You know what I mean? So I take my time with my analysis. And so not every chart I make is uh, uh, something I'm investing in. It's just something I'm looking at, you know. And I do uh, trade on my charts. I'm not going to say I don't. But uh, not every chart I post is a trade I make, you know. So. But uh, I've gained a lot of followers on TradingView under the name Heiserberg BTC. It's uh, I think I got over fifteen hundred now. But uh, uh, I, I was wondering how all these trade these followers were finding me, and uh, one day I found out that I was posted on the top Bitcoin authors on TradingView. So I'm one of the top ones on the Binance pairing of or the Binance exchange. So. It's uh, uh, that's where I got all my followers from. They all saw me on there, so they followed me. TradingView has been really good to me. They share my charts all the time, so uh, it really helps with my follower count. So, I mean, that's one reason why I've got a lot of followers is because TradingView shares my charts a lot. Nice, nice, man. So, uh, so yeah, fifteen hundred followers, and, and if I'm not mistaken, you you typically post usually one or two multiple charts a day, right? Yeah, on CCT, I post two charts every day, but I post the same chart on TradingView every day. I'll post it on TradingView, and then I'll take it and transfer the the same uh, the same info, the same analysis to CCT every day, at least twice a day. And, uh, you know, it's good to uh, – I got a nice little following at CCT, CCT as well, and they like to see my analysis every day, and I don't really uh, – I don't want to say I owe Joe, but Joe has given me a good platform to, uh, you know, catapult from. So I like to go and show my appreciation by posting my charts there. Cause I don't post them everywhere on, uh, Facebook. I just post them in a few places and, uh, you know, and, uh, I've got my good following going, but, uh, I just, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I have a lot of aspirations, things I might want to do, but since I don't have the experience, too much experience yet. I'm just taking it one step at a time. Yeah, well, that's great, man. I mean, yeah, we, you know, you, you say you've got a lot to learn, but you also you've got a lot you can teach people based off of what you've learned already. So, and I think yeah, that's I mean, your followers. 
I have a, a small little group of people we're teaching me and Ben Barlow uh, to, you know, just the basics of technical analysis. This is like what a MA is, what a, what a Fibonacci does, you know, it's just this, this basic layout. There's about 25 people in there and it's really nice to see them progressing like I was because they, I gave them an introduction where I showed them how to use TradingView and how, how to use the tools and whatever. And I remember it took me months to learn all that stuff. So, you know, it's stuff like that I could definitely teach, but whenever it comes to like high frequency trading, that's something that I want to stay away from because I'm not even, I don't even do that myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, great stuff so far, man. What, um, what do, you, what do you feel is the hardest part when you were, you know, sitting down looking at charts, the hardest thing to learn um, to set up your charts? Well, the hardest part about trading, I guess, or I mean, I, I, that would be what I would have to consider the hardest. Looking at a chart isn't very hard. You just got to – it's sometimes you get kind of like a writer's block, I would guess, where you kind of just can't see anything. You're just kind of like, dang, I'm, I don't know. I'm just missing something or uh, why did it drop here? And you know, there's always a reason you just got to make sure you keep looking and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I know that uh, I'm going to miss some stuff. I'm not going to get everything. I try not to let it bug me too much, but uh, like I said, I don't trade the, uh, I don't, this isn't my personal advice. This came from Warren Buffett, but he said, you don't, uh, it's like baseball. You don't have to swing at every pitch. So, you know, I see a uh, opportunity that's uh, if the odds are in my favor and I'm looking at the chart saying, hey, we hit this support. We bounced off the last time and I think we're going to bounce off of it again. We're inside the pattern like the, I've been watching this pennant for a few weeks now or a few months. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to bounce off the top here. So I'm going to put a short and not a short, but I'm going to sell a tether, you know, and uh, it's just one of those things where the type of trading I do is really easy. but uh, you know, as uh, time passes, I plan on moving to maybe a something like BitMEX, but I'm just too scared right now. <laughs> I don't want to get liquidated. Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. You can start small on those. Uh, even I think Bybit lately has been the, uh, the exchange of choice. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to use a VPN and I guess try it out. Because I've used uh, the BitMEX uh, – testnet I, I don't know if that's what it's called it's like a demo account and uh you know they give you a fake bitcoin to use and man at first the very first trade i put on i got liquidated right away and i was like i think i just put it in wrong but i was like man it's scared that scared me i was like i, I just got to make sure i know how to use it before i dive right in you know yeah yeah but, uh, like i said you like you said i could always start small and that's what i plan on doing wayne is not having a ton of money to blow you know yeah you do a you know a few dollar contracts and you're literally playing with pennies or less than pennies on yeah the I'm, it's not a bad idea to start with something like that that's how i started in uh on binance when i started trading i mean i think i started with like 50 bucks i was like you know i'm just gonna put 50 bucks on here and see what i could do and you know i, I gained money i gained money and i was like you know, there is something to this. It was nice, you know, to see that money grow. I even doubled it at one point where I was like, wow, this doubled in less time than I thought, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with the training you've done so far, um, how has emotion played a part whenever you're trading? That's tough, bro. Whenever you're looking at the charts and you see it dip in, especially when you get to the one minute charts or you're, and you start seeing violent red, 
candles that they're not, they don't look that bad if you're looking at a four hour chart, but if you look at the one minute chart, they look like, uh, you know, the world's ending. So a lot of times I'm, I have a buddy I trade with and, you know, we'll, uh, we've been trading for a while together. It's just not, we just chat when we trade, but, uh, the, you could tell whenever the, she thinks the sky's falling and it's like, Hey, just chill out. Yeah, you need to be patient because, uh, emotions will play a huge factor in your trades and they make you make irrational decisions where you're like, Hey, I need to sell now because, and you'll sell at the wrong time. You'll sell at the opposite time you're supposed to sell because you're scared. It's going to drop more. You know what I mean? Or, you, you know, okay. it's just one of those things where you have to control your emotions. You got to leave your emotions at the door. And if you don't, you're asking for trouble because I know that I've traded with emotions involved thinking, Oh, it's not going to drop. It's not going to drop. And then when it drops, I say, well, it's coming back up. It's kind you can't fall in love with the position. You have to be ready. You have to be versatile. You have to be, uh, like I tell everybody when you trade, you need to be able to be a bear like that, like be able to switch to a bear and, you know, play the market. That's what trading's about. Trading isn't about only logging Bitcoin. You need to be able to, uh, make money off the drops too, you know? So, uh, if you're not doing that, you're screwing yourself out of half the profit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you just got to take the emotion out and trade off of a strategy, a strategy, you know, when you fine tune a strategy, it'll get you right because there's no, there's no emotion in a strategy. Well, a lot of times I'll set stop losses and I say, you know what, if it trips, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, move it down as it's going, you know what I mean? Like it's getting closer to my stop loss. I'm going to move it down a little further. I used to do that a lot when I was trading. Cause I was thinking, Oh, it's just going to come back up, but you got to be more disciplined than that. You let it trip and then buy back in at a better time. You know what I mean? And like I said, you don't have to swing at every pitch. So, I mean, if your stop loss trips, reevaluate the situation or reenter at a different time, you know, even if you lose a little uh, profit every now and then it's better to lose profit and have peace of mind in my uh, book. And you know what I mean? Whenever you set a stop loss, commit to it or move, walk it up. If you're gaining profit, you know what I mean? That's what I do. Whenever, uh, let's say Bitcoin go went from 10,000 to 11,000, I'm moving my stop loss up from 9,500 to 10,500 because I'm just going to walk, you know, it just locks in the profit as you go up. It's just a smart move. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and kind of in relation to what you said about Warren Buffett's quote, another thing that people need to think about, there's always going to be another trade, right? You don't have to swing at every pitch because there's always going to be more. So Yeah, exactly. You can always, there's, there, I mean, there's not even three strikes in trading. You got, uh, it's better than baseball. You have multiple chances to knock it out of the park. You know what I mean? So always, you got to be ready. You know what I mean? You can't, uh, you the worst, the, like you asked me earlier about emotion, emotions will kill you. So you have to uh, leave them at the door. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Tim, one other thing I, you know, I've heard a lot is, you know, you're uh, making a name for yourself when, when people start copying you or imitating you, right? You've had some, uh, I know you've had at least one instance where people have taken your charts and, and, and posted them as their own with, you know, your feedback, right? Well, you know that uh, they have done that at least twice that I know of, and I know it's probably been more. I saw I had a bunch of people on TradeView tell me it all the time. I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. I can't do much about it. Like, I guess I could start adding watermarks to my charts, and that's probably what I'll end up having to do. But uh, somebody told me 
And it, I, that's the way I have to look at it. Is I should be flattered that they're taking my work and trying to pass it off as their own. And that's the way I just got to look at it. Cause I mean, like I, life's too short to get too mad about it. You know, uh, uh, people, I got enough followers now. I would like to, uh, you know, whenever I see something like that and if I can leave a comment, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, Hey, that's my chart. But, uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, uh, you know, go after them, try to, you know, spend too much of my energy going after them. I know that, uh, but I know that people have presented me a few times with it, Wayne. And uh, I think I know the instance you're talking about as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's like I said, I mean, it, it's going to happen, but it's truly a sign of when you, when you know, you've, uh, you're making a name for yourself is when people start copying you and plagiarizing you. So. Yeah. I remember that guy copied me and then he changed one number in the whole analysis. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a nice touch. But he still had like your, 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 uh, your I guess you, You'd say your your trademark, uh, what is it? WTF DIK. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he did have that on there, and I was like, "What the heck are you thinking?" Everybody knows that comes from me, you know. Yeah. Got to get that uh, trademark or copyright or whatever. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I did. Uh, I do. I I did see that on there. I remember when I saw it on there. I was like, "Everybody knows who that comes from." That didn't come from him. So it's like it's almost like wow, he didn't even think enough to take that off of there. At least he would have taken that off of there. Would have thrown people off. Yeah, yeah. People wouldn't have put it together as quickly. Yeah, nice man. Well, uh, hey, let, let's let's move on. So you mentioned earlier you did uh, you know over a hundred coin reviews last year, and uh, this is not investment advice, but um, you know, what's your favorite project outside of Bitcoin? You know, that's a good question. I don't really, I don't really thought about it. You know, I like privacy coins, so I'm gonna say Monero or Pirate, but uh. Pirate's a really cool up and coming coin. A lot of my friends talk a lot about it and I don't know too much about the details because I don't think I've done a coin review on it. I might have, uh, I can't remember all the coin reviews I've done, but I know I've done Monero and uh, privacy coins really intrigue me. I think that the U S is going to end up doing something about them. I mean, you know what I mean? Cause they're privacy and somebody's going to, uh, the U S is going to take notice soon. The Japan already has, they already banned privacy coins, but privacy coins to me are important. I mean, nobody deserves to know what we're spending our money on, you know, and it's not like uh, people say, if you ain't got nothing to hide, then why worry about it? But that's not the point, you know, it's, uh, it's all about, you know, it's, it's our right to have liberty and that this privacy coins are awesome. In my opinion, it's just, I don't have high hopes for them. I think they're not going to last much longer. You agree? Oh yeah, I agree, man. Um, I tell you, I was, I was just trying to think of a quote, and I, and for the life of me, I can't remember who said it, but um, it was basically saying that you um, don't feel the need for privacy because you have nothing to hide. Is like saying you don't believe in in the uh, right to free speech because you have nothing to say. Yeah, it's true. I've heard that same speech or same quote before What's too, and that's exactly true. That's true. Well, Snowden, I think, may have said that. Yeah, very well could have been that guy. That guy's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, so um, I, I definitely love the privacy aspect. I, I had a conversation last week with a guy that works on the Tezos Foundation. You familiar with Tezos? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so they're looking to implement uh, some version of uh, ZK Snarks privacy into their coin um, to where it could be something that you can choose whether, you know, whether you utilize the privacy features or not in it. And that was Z coin or Z cash. I, I can't remember which yeah. coin, which uh, coin has that in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's cash. Yeah, those privacy coins are something else. I mean, I, I like the uh, idea of being able to turn it on and off as well. But at the end of the day, I kind of like Monero just because uh, I don't think you can turn Monero off. But uh, it's just one of those things where uh, privacy is fleeting and it's disappearing. But as far as the projects, like, you know, I used to be a big fan of ADA. I used to buy it a lot and yeah, I had high hopes in it. But it's just kind of, I just kind of died off, you know. Some of these projects take so long, I guess, that I just kind of lost interest. But uh, it's not that I don't think ADA is going to succeed. It very well could succeed. But it's just one of those things where the long, I did 100 coin reviews, and now I only touch Bitcoin. Yeah. That should tell you a lot because uh, Bitcoin has proven to me that it is cyclical, that it can come back from 3,000. You know, it almost hit – I mean, it was very close to hitting the all-time high again. It hit 14000 So uh, I have a lot of hope for Bitcoin. And it's not like I, I always tell people they, they think I hate alts, but I don't hate alts. I I really wish alts would do good because I'd like to trade them again because, uh, you know, you can make a lot of money off alts if you play your cards right. And I know back in 2017, hell, you could throw a, a dart at a wall and hit an alt that was going to give you 5X, you know? Oh, yeah. So many, so many in 2017. I think that was the good old days, man. Yeah, yeah. My favorite one was uh, as as much as I don't like it now, but in 2017, man, it was the Electronium ICO, right? Yeah, you know what? That made people a lot of money, though. You know, all the ICOs were really breaking in money for people back then. Yeah, it it got in at under half a cent and cashed out at 20 cents <laughs> it was yeah that's beautiful you know what i mean you're like dang 40x is nice uh they uh in fact i think that they're probably sub ico price now but you know what i mean most of those are whenever i bought i bought two or three icos and none of them are worth i mean they're all worthless so yeah. don't feel bad if you're an ico they went down because all of us are in the same boat yeah we live, we learn, and, you know, some of them may come back, but it's going to be – it's not going to be all of them. And I guess we need those cycles just to wash out some of the bad players because, let's face it, man, anybody can create a cryptocurrency. Right. And, I mean, you see the 2,650 coins on CoinMarketCap, and that's just touching the surface. There are a lot more coins that are not listed on CoinMarketCap. You know, I, uh, I've ran across a bunch of coins. Hell, my one of my friends created a coin just for fun, you know, and uh, – it's pretty funny. He sends them to people and uh, it's kind of just a joke, I guess, kind of like Dogecoin started out, except Dogecoin blew up, you know, but it got a community behind it. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I actually created a token myself on the waves platform and we utilize it at work. I use it as an employee incentive rewards. So when they do certain things, I send them tokens and whenever they want to redeem them for snacks or prizes, they send them back. <laughs> that's pretty cool you know that's an interesting use for cryptocurrency that i never thought of and you know it's a way to also introduce people that don't play with cryptocurrency into cryptocurrency you know what i mean i'm really into that i'm like i want people that don't aren't in the industry i want to help them understand it and you know even to the point where uh some of my friends i just try to get them to uh, sign up for Coinbase or something and buy a little bit of Bitcoin and watch it grow. You know what I mean? A few of them are really excited over, you know, at their investments right now because they've watched it grow from when they bought back at 5,000 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing I like to encourage too, I don't know if you do as well. I'm sure you probably do, but just, I tell people go snag your free crypto on Coinbase earn. 
Yeah, and that's why I've done the same thing. Yeah, in fact, I just did it about a month ago. I got my EOS and my uh, – I forgot what the other one was, but uh, it was pretty cool to get some free crypto. You know what I mean? I, I cashed it out immediately uh, into Bitcoin, but it was a uh, – it's still pretty cool to get, you know, I was like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to hold alts right now. I just don't have a lot of faith in them, but I think it's cool that Bitcoin is handing out, I mean, not Bitcoin, Coinbase is giving out uh, coins for people to learn what cryptocurrency is. You know what I mean? Uh, those videos, they probably have done a lot more for the crypto community than people understand. I bet people, I mean, I know a lot of people probably ignored them and just got their money or whatever, but some people probably did listen, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a tool. I point every new person, I point them over to it. Go get your free crypto. I show them mine. I'll open it up and say, hey, look, I want to say I think since I started, I've probably acquired about $130 worth of free crypto just from, you know, referrals. Yeah. Yeah, the referrals and stuff like that. I do the same thing. I mean, if you're going to have a family member sign up, why not use your referral link, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, man, uh, all right, so we talked about your, um, you know, I guess we kind of talked about your favorite crypto, your favorite alt. Um, from your Hunter reviews, what, what what do you think so far was the worst one? Uh, the worst crypto, not the worst review, the worst crypto. Well, I did, I was looking through them the other day, and I'm just going to throw this out here. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but gain credits, man, it was $6.50 at the all-time high back in January or something like that now 2018 and it's a now four cents. So that is a huge tumble and I don't know if they can recover from that, but I like the idea of the project, but it's kind of like, uh, you, if you're talking price wise, they have to be towards the top of the list. And, uh, but as far as a project is concerned, there was a truck racing coin. I know it sounds so stupid, but I uh, I saw it zoom up on Coin Market Cap when I was doing reviews, and that's how I I looked in the top 100, and I said, whatever's in there, I'm gonna look at, and I'm gonna pick one to review. And I saw this truck racing coin pop up at like number 30, and I was like, what the heck is this? And I was embarrassed for the crypto industry at that point. I'm like, a truck racing coin is in the top 30, and it was just ridiculous. You went to the website, and it was just a joke, you know. It, it, people can make a crypto coin out of anything, you know, and, uh, it's just, it was almost like, it was just a joke to me. So I I did the review. I left my opinion at the end, but I tried to make it as unbiased as I could. I didn't want to sound like I was hating on the coin or anything, but that's probably the worst one is the truck racing coin. I can't remember what it's called. I don't even know if it's still on coin market cap. I know I had the review though. If you want to look at it. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> you know, it brought up a good point because I think Coin Market Cap is actually taking steps now to kind of help that because you know a coin could be on one exchange and you and I like we could work together and I could say okay I'm gonna put it for sale on exchange you buy it and that creates a price and then they multiply that price times the token supply and boom you could be in the top 100 right so I think they're starting to flush some out with. Uh, certain certain requirements for for volume or liquidity you know yeah they are and i read that uh article about that the other day i shared it in cct it was a they're changing the metrics and stuff like that involved with volume daily volume uh market cap whatever and i think it's a good thing because it's going to eliminate some of this fake volume like you were saying where uh you know it's not necessarily the volume or it's not 
the market cap listed on CoinMarketCap might not necessarily be the correct market cap that should be listed. And these coins are benefiting that from that because people see them shoot up into the top 200 coins and they're like, hey, this coin shot up out of nowhere. And you know it's unfair to a lot of the other coins. And, uh, you know, I, I heard that this move by CoinMarketCap dropped a coin at least one coin, 1,000 spots. So it tells you right there that there was something screwy going on, you know. Yeah. Pump and dump or something to get the price up. Uh, right. And crypto so unregulated that you're going to have to deal with that kind of stuff right now. And that's another reason why uh, people are like, why are you so into Bitcoin? Well, I'm like, because the liquidity alone is so big that uh, it's going to take more than just one or I guess one there are whales that could probably move the price of quite a bit, but it, it, you know what I mean? 10 people can't just get together, 10 blow Joe blows and knock the price up like they can with some of these alts. You know what I mean? And it's just a uh, Bitcoin's liquidity. Whenever I learned to trade, uh, Ash taught me, Ash Rolston taught me that uh, liquidity is a big deal. And it is a big deal. If you can't trade it, like I remember I bought a bunch of alts when I first started and one was called campus coin. And it's just a terrible coin, but it, uh, I held it for a while, and then when I was, uh, it was on uh, Cryptopia. Remember that place? And oh, yeah. I sold it. I put a sell order on. I said, you know what? I'm gonna sell it. It went up a little bit, and I, I remember I spent two weeks waiting for somebody to buy it, and it, nobody showed up, and I had to end up market selling it to get rid of it. You know, and I was thinking, dang, it said it was worth this much, but nobody would pay for it, and that's what liquidity really is. Is somebody's, you know what I mean? Bitcoin always has buyers. Yep. Yep. Something that's very important. You know, that, that token I told you I created for work, I want to say, um, I think if you go like on the waves platform, it shows it being worth about 50 cents a token. And I did like a million supply. So I've got a half, technically got a half a million dollar market <laughs> on that, but it's, I couldn't really sell it. If I could sell it for that, hell, I'd probably take the rest of the year off. You know? Hell yeah. I don't blame you there, but if you, uh, don't forget to send some my way, but <laughs> I'll send you some of the tokens, <laughs> redeem them for snacks or stuff. But um, yeah, man, it, it, it's definitely a lot to learn. Uh, definitely appreciate you coming on to the episode today. I, I've I've always had a focus on education and just watching what you do is great, man. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I always think so many people in crypto think it, it's kind of like that uh, a cartoon drawing where it's like two lines lined up and one of them says understanding Bitcoin. The other one says when to buy and sell. And the whole line is in the when to buy and sell line and nobody's in the understanding part. You know? Yeah, you're right. And that's true. Uh, nobody, that all I got, the reason I got into Bitcoin uh, is probably the same reason 99.9% .9 of the industry is, in, is to make money. You know what I mean? And, you know, uh, I can't say exactly what made me stay, but I'm glad I stayed, you know, yeah. I think sure ain't made money the whole time. Hell, I want the whole 2018 I lost money you know and uh, you have to really either be crazy or dedicated to keep going in a time like that you know yeah the cost of an education that's how I look at it <laughs> and you know I wrote a few articles as well along the way but it was uh you know those were just mainly blog type articles but uh, you know that's how I really started gaining my following at the beginning was writing you know a few articles here and there about who Satoshi is uh, I did a few uh, on, you know, just a few of the candidates. I wrote a uh, little biographies on them. So like I said, if y'all are interested in that, we could drop a link uh, in the, you know what I mean? Or 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we can put that in. I can put it in the podcast description. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll hook you up with all that info, Wayne. Cool, and I'll, uh, I'll also include the links of where they can follow you. But uh, for the listeners, Tim, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at again? All right, well, uh, on Twitter, um, TimPace30. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. I don't get on Twitter much, but all my charts from TradingView automatically post there. So a lot of people follow me there, even though I don't, I'm never on there. But uh, Facebook, I'm just Tim Pace. You can uh, find me a, just a guy, a guy in a suit. So uh, I have glasses on, or I might not have glasses on in the pic. But uh, anyways, you should be able to find me on Facebook. I'm a, I'm a mod on CCT as well. So uh, you can also follow me on TradingView. On uh, I'm Heisenberg BTC. Uh, let me think. Uptrend, you can follow me as Tim Pace. Uptrend is uh, Jeff Kadurkis, uh social media page. I've been posting a lot there, though, and I've been getting a good response, so I recommend giving it a try if you want to follow me over there, too. Yeah, it's a great platform. Great platform. All right. So, And just for those of you that are listening, maybe you just hopped on here and don't know what CCT is, it's Crypto Coin Trader. It's a Facebook group. Uh, if you're not already a member, go ahead and join us. It's the hottest one of the hottest crypto groups on uh, Facebook. Yes, sir. Thanks for that, Wayne. I didn't I always think people know what CCT is, I guess. Yeah, I'm the same way. Sometimes I got to stop. <laughs> All right, let me explain this. Somebody may randomly come across this podcast and they're like, wait, what is CCT? So um, that's it. Yeah, it's a great community. Uh, huge group of moderators. I always tell people, you put a group together that big, over 100,000 members, uh, there's always going to be a few, uh, a few jerks, but you just got to, you know, realize that, you know, the bigger community is, is, uh, is really, you know, doing some great work to move the space forward. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm really proud of CCT. Yeah. All right, Tim. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Uh, any, any final words for the, for the crypto uh, listeners out there? Uh, just, uh, make sure you set a stop loss. <laughs> WTFDIK. Yeah. <laughs> trademark right you got to put the tm after that <laughs> that's right that's right you got to make sure you do that man people will run off with my analysis and my uh quote absolutely all right tim well thanks again and everyone thanks for listening in and we will catch you on the next episode